So that by this intelligence we learn the Welshmen are dispersed and Salisbury is gone to meet the king, who lately landed with some few private friends upon this coast. The news is very fair and good, my lord. Richard, not far from hence, hath hid his head. It would beseem the Lord Northumberland to say King Richard. Alack the heavy day when such a sacred king should hide his head. Your grace mistakes. Only to be brief left I his title out. The time hath been. Would you had been so brief with him, he would have been so brief with you to shorten you for taking so the head your whole head's length. Mistake not, uncle, further than you should. Take not, good cousin, further than you should, lest you mistake. The heavens are over our heads. I know it, uncle, and oppose not myself against their will. But who comes here? Welcome, Harry. What, will not this castle yield? The castle royally is manned, my lord, against thy entrance. Royally? Why, it contains no king. Yes, my good lord, it doth contain a king. King Richard lies within the limits of beyond lime and stone, and with him are the Lord Ermerle, Lord Salisbury, Sir Stephen Scroop, besides a clergyman of holy reverence, who I cannot learn. Oh, but like it is the Bishop of Carlisle. Noble Lord, go to the rude ribs of that ancient castle. Through brazen trumpets send the breath of Parl into his ruined ears, and thus deliver. Henry Bolingbroke, on both his knees, doth kiss King Richard's hand, and sends allegiance and true faith of heart to his most royal person. Hither come even at his feet to lay my arms and power, provided that my banishment repealed and lands restored again be freely granted. If not, I'll use the advantage of my power and lay the summer's dust with showers of blood rain from the wounds of slaughtered Englishmen. The which, how far off from the mind of Bolingbroke it is such crimson tempest should bedrench the fresh green lap of fair King Richard's land, my stooping duty tenderly shall show. Go, signify as much, while here we march upon this grassy carpet of this plain. Let's march without the noise of threatening drum that from this castle's tottered battlements our fair appointments may be well perused. Methinks King Richard and myself should meet with no less terror than the elements of fire and water when the thundering shock at meeting tears the cloudy cheeks of heaven. Be he the fire, I'll be the yielding water. The rage be his whilst on the earth I reign, my waters on the earth and not on him. March on, and mark King Richard how he looks. See, see, King Richard doth himself appear, as doth the blushing discontented sun from out the fiery portal of the east, when he perceives the envious clouds are bent to dim his glory and to stain the track of his bright passage to the Occident. Yet looks he like a king. Behold his eye, as bright as is the eagle's, lightens forth controlling majesty. Alack, alack for woe that any harm should stain so fair a show. We are amazed, and thus long have we stood to watch the fearful bending of thy knee, because we thought ourselves thy lawful king. And if we be 
how dare thy joints forget to pay their awful duty to our presence? If we be not, show us the hand of God that hath dismissed us from our stewardship. For well we know no hand of blood and bone can gripe the sacred handle of our scepter, unless he do profane, steal, or usurp. And though you think that all, as you have done, have torn their souls by turning them from us, and we are barren and bereft of friends, yet know, my master, God omnipotent, is mustering in his clouds on our behalf armies of pestilence, and they shall strike your children, yet unborn and unbegot, that lift your vassal hands against my head and threat the glory of my precious crown. Tell Bolingbroke, for yon methinks he stands, that every stride he makes upon my land is dangerous treason. He has come to open the purple testament of bleeding war. But ere the crown he looks for live in peace, Ten thousand bloody crowns of mother's sons shall ill become the flower of England's face. Change the complexion of her made pale peace to scarlet indignation and bedew her pastor's grass with faithful English blood. The king of heaven forbid our lord, the king, should so with civil and uncivil arms be rushed upon. Thy thrice noble cousin, Harry Bolingbroke, doth humbly kiss thy hand. And by the honorable tomb he swears that stands upon your royal grandsire's bones, and by the royalties of both your bloods, currents that spring from one most gracious head, and by the buried hand of warlike gaunt, and by the worth and honor of himself, comprising all that may be sworn or said, his coming hither hath no further scope than for his lineal royalties, and to beg enfranchisement immediately on his knees, which on thy royal party granted once, his glittering arms he will commend to rust, his barbed steeds to stables, and his heart to faithful service of your majesty. This he swears, as he is a prince and just, and as I am a gentleman, I credit him. Northumberland say thus the king returns. His noble cousin is right welcome hither, and all the number of his fair demands shall be accomplished without contradiction. With all the gracious utterance thou hast, speak to his gentle hearing, kind commends. We do debase ourselves, cousin, do we not? To look so poorly and speak so fair? Shall we call back Northumberland and send defiance to the traitor and so die? No good, my lord. Let's fight with gentle words till time lend friends and friends their helpful swords. Oh, God. Oh, God, that ere this tongue of mine that laid the sentence of dread banishment on yon proud man should take it off again with words of sooth. Oh, that I were as great as is my grief, or lesser than my name, or that I could forget what I have been, or not remember what I must be now. Swellst thou, proud heart. I'll give thee scope to beat, since foes have scope to beat both thee and me. Northumberland comes back from Bolingbroke. What must the king do now? Must he submit? The king shall do it. Must he be deposed? The king shall be contented. Must he lose the name of king? God's name, let it go. I'll give my jewels for a set of beads. My gorgeous palace for a hermitage. My gay apparel for an almsman's gown. My figured goblets for a dish of wood. My scepter for a palmer's walking staff. 
my subjects for a pair of carved saints, and my large kingdom for a little grave. A little, little grave, an obscure grave, or I'll be buried in the king's highway, some way of common trade where subjects' feet may hourly trample on their sovereign's head, for on my heart they tread now whilst I live, and buried once, why not, upon my head? O oh, Merle, thou weeps, my tender-hearted cousin. We'll make foul weather with despised tears. Our sighs and they shall lodge the summer corn and make a dearth in this revolting land. Or shall we play the wantons with our woes and make some pretty match with shedding tears? As thus, to drop them still upon one place till they have fretted us a pair of graves within the earth. And therein laid, there lies two kinsmen digged their graves with weeping tears. Would not this ill do well? Well, well, I, I see. I talk but idly and you laugh at me. Most mighty prince, my lord Northumberland, what says King Bolingbroke? Will his majesty give Richard leave to live till Richard die? You make a leg and Bolingbroke says I. My lord, in the base court he doth attend to speak with you. May it please you to come down. Down, down I come, like glistering Phaeton, wanting the manage of unruly jades. In the base court, base court where kings grow base, to come at traitors' calls and do them grace. In the base court, come down. Down court, down king, for night owls shriek where mounting larks should sing. What says his majesty? Sorrow and grief of heart make him speak fondly like a frantic man. Yet he is come. Stand all apart and show fair duty to his majesty. My gracious lord. Fair cousin, you debase your princely knee to make the base earth proud with kissing it. Me rather had my heart might feel your love than my unpleased eye see your courtesy. Up. Cousin, up. Your heart is up, I know. Thus high, at least, although your knee be low. My gracious lord, I come but for mine own. Your own is yours, and I am yours and all. So far be mine, my most redoubted lord, as my true service shall deserve your love. Well you deserve. They well deserve to have, that know the strongest and surest way to get. Uncle, give me your hands. Nay, try your eyes. Tears show their love, but want their remedies. Cousin, I am too young to be your father, though you are old enough to be my heir. What you will have, I'll give, and willing too, for do we must what force will have us do. Set on toward London, cousin, is it so? Yea, my good lord. Then I must not say no. <laughs> 